Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Petum here. As always, and we're a day late, but nonetheless, we are here. Tom Nightingale is here as well to chat all things Aston Villa. As we look at Aston Villa 2, Everton 1, and of course, we'll touch on the Diego Carlos injury news. Of course, everyone, most for the most part, I should say, I shouldn't say everyone knows about the injury. That should be about six to nine months of injury. We all know that too well with how well Wesley was playing just before he got injured, thanks to uh, Ben, me, and Burnley. And now it feels like we're going through that all over again. We just cannot have nice things, even though I guess with how Wesley's career has gone uh, post-injury, I don't know if you would call that a nice thing. But nonetheless, Tom, how's it going for you, my friend? Yeah, good. A lot better than it was last week. Um, got the Villa experience to start the season with the uh, crushing the summer of optimism in one swoop at Bournemouth and then... Um, no, I thought we were much better. I thought we were much better this week. Um, but still obviously had that element of Villa about it with still coming out of a, coming out of a home win with an own goal and a long-term injury is, is quite a Villa way to win a game, isn't it? But there you go. Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, it's one thing for, of course, uh, Luca Digne to be taking off his jewelry, um, I guess during a match and then apparently conceding because of that and now scoring an own goal. It just hasn't been a, a couple of good weeks for that, uh, that man from France. But regardless of that, of course, like I said, it was 2-1 to the Villa. Danny Ng scoring in the 31st minute. Um, and of course, that man, Emmy Buendia, scoring what turned out to be the game-winning goal in the 86th. Ollie Watkins, of course, getting both assists. So good to see him getting some involvement on the score sheet as well. And of course, previously mentioned just a few seconds ago, Luca Dinia getting the own goal. But nonetheless, that, Tom, I mean, we could kind of go on and on about how to break down some of these goals. But of course, we're a few days post that. So let's just get into the talking points. I feel like that's more than anything. I mean, getting into the, the formation, of course, two up top, Ings and Watkins, a little bit more narrow. Bailey gets dropped. Of course, Tyrone Mings comes back in. I think a lot of us didn't think that was going to happen. So I guess initially, I guess going into the game and throughout it and even post, how do you feel about that lineup? And do you think that's something we should kind of roll with going forward? Or do you expect a few more tweaks and kind of uh, movements going throughout for the rest of the season? Or I guess I shouldn't say the rest of the season, but into the near future. <laughs> I, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we go back to one up top at Palace. Um just because I think there's different formations for different situations. I think two, I think the two up top was the right was the right formation to play. Um, home to Everton. Um, I thought Ings, it was nice to see Ings and Watkins. I thought worked pretty pretty well together because they've had periods, haven't they, where it's worked really quite well, and they've had periods where it's worked not so well. One of the one of the ones that stands out that worked very well last year was. Um, the four 0 win Southampton when they were linking up really nicely and again like I thought same on Saturday um, it's nice to see Watkins doing one of the things that I think he does best which is a press from the front and also is very good at running into those channels wide like both of our goals came from 
that situation, right? Where he doesn't mind pushing a little bit wide. Um, knowing obviously you've got some that you've got somebody else in 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 the center. Um yeah, Tyrone Ming is coming back in as well. Um I'm not gonna get back into what Gerard said, you know, the, the Gerard Ming stuff, because I think that everybody, everybody associated with Villa was talking about that for like a for like a week or so. But the only thing I will say is I maintain every single time we're we're a better team with Tyrone Mings in defense. I, I, I don't really understand how there's an argument against that. I really don't, because I think he was very solid. Um, far more leadership again at the back line, despite the disruption that we had with Carlos having to go off as well and you know, um bring Concer in. I mean Concer came in at first, like Concer came in and Chambers came in right as right near the end at least. But um yeah, I just thought we looked I thought we looked better. Like for me, wh- whether or not Carlos had got injured, I would I would have I would hope that Mings has proven a point to Gerard, really. Um, so I, I very much hope to see him in the team on a regular basis moving forward. The only thing I say, I feel like we have this conversation a lot and it's not something I ever expect from Gerard. I don't think we're really going to see it very often. The only real change I think I'd have made to that starting liner, both I thought this before the game and I thought this based on how the how the game went, I'd really like to see Emi Buendia start. I really would. Like, I'm going to keep saying this. I genuinely think, apart from possibly Bubakar Kamara now, um, I think Emi Buendia is Villa's best outfield player. I really do. Um, every single time he's on the pitch, he makes something happen. Absolutely delighted for him to get his goal. Such a well-worked goal as well. Um, every week is, you know, again, he's late, late, comes on, come off the, comes off the bench and lays down a real marker, doesn't he? And then I know Gerard got a bit, I don't know if you saw this, but Gerard got a bit defensive again, I think, like after the game where Are somebody asked him, I know, right? <laughs> somebody asked him about Buendia and he's like, um, can't remember the exact words that he used, but something something along the lines of, you don't pick the team I do, telling reporters and stuff to trust in his decisions, which I guess is fair enough, but someone like Emi Buendia, like it's very hard to leave him out, I think. Um, and Coutinho, like we're still lucky to have a player of his quality, but he's not exactly been print, been producing, has he, in terms of end product, goals and assists. Like I think he had four and three in his first, something like seven or eight games. Then since then, I think he's... Like one assist or something like yeah, that. Where he sco- yeah, where he sco- scored at City, didn't he, on the last day? Oh, yeah. So a goal and an assist maybe or when, something like that. Yeah, When he was playing with Emi Buendia, by the way. Um, so that's a bit of rotation I wouldn't mind seeing. Like Palace away is going to be a hard game for Phil Coutinho to take the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, I wouldn't mind having Buendia, the little scrapper, the little sort of creative scrapper um, in there. But I thought generally the system worked a lot better. It will be interesting to see if we go back to playing with a bit more width. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see the, that rotation again. And the, as I think we've said on podcasts and on Twitter spaces recently, like that's the that's the benefit, thankfully, of having a much deeper squad than we've had for, well, I don't know, easily 10 years. Oh, easily. I mean, there's always a debate every season. Last season it was, should it be Ings or Watkins or both before that? I mean... You could go on and on and go back to the championship days. Was it, I don't know, crap player B or A or whatever, like in, in, in that first season being down there. So, I mean, there's always that debate between two players and almost any given spot if you have a at least a half-decent squad. And we do now. And, I mean, I, I don't want to be harsh on Felipe Coutinho, but he's been a standard 5 out of 10 this first two games. And I think it's fair to say that. And, yeah, you do want to play, play players like that into form, but – 
I feel like where Coutinho is now at this point in his career in particular, I almost feel like you have to manage him and put him into games where you just feel like, he, you know, he's going to succeed. Um, it's unfortunate that way. It's not like he's riddled with injuries and you need to manage that. I, if, with me kind of looking at him, it just feels like he has to feel it. And I feel like when you actually look at how he starts games, you almost instantly know how it's going to be. Yeah. He can have those moments of magic, but I mean, it's great to have that, but if he's not going to do anything for the next, I don't know, five to 10 games or whatever, what's really the point? And I mean, you do bring in someone like Emmy Buendia who just runs ragged. If he loses the ball, he's back on it. He's effortless and essentially can do whatever you really need him to do. And I mean, again, it's never a bad thing when, like you have mentioned before, to bring on Buendia for Coutinho later on, or even vice versa. I think that has to be, something that's looked at both ways. And I, I think that's, again, we've talked about this too, too, too many times probably, but I mean, there has to be a sticker twist moment with Jared. I, I get you guys played together, all that kind of stuff, but the, I don't the know. One, the one thing I will say, like in defense of having just said that I'd like to see Emmy Brandia start. And I, I do genuinely think he's our best outfield player. And I think he needs a, a lot more game time. Like if you presented this argument to Gerard, he would kind of fairly, I guess, say, well, look, I started with Coutinho. We went 1-0 up. I took Coutinho off at 60 minutes, gave Brendia a full half an hour, and then Brendia scored the second goal to seal the win. So, like, Gerard, if you're presenting this argument to Gerard, Gerard, Gerard would say, I played this perfectly. Yeah. And, like, really, I guess, who am I, to, who am I to say, no, you didn't, right? Like, as long as we're getting these, as long as we're getting results, um, I suppose you can't really knock it too much, but it, it's just... I do agree. I think there's going to have to be a bit of a stick or t- twist situation. Like we're not, we're not getting 38 starts out of no. Philip Coutinho this year. Like surely we're not. But I, I, I do think that Gerard is aware of that because he did. Though he got a bit spiky with the reporter again. Like he did say, Buendia will start games this year. Um, I just hope that one of them is the next one. <laughs> Palace. I, I really think Palace away. I think that um, I think Buendia is the the guy I would like to see. Absolutely. What what did you make of Jacob Ramsey on Saturday? I mean, I feel like I, I feel like a lot of people think he's kind of dropped off a cliff in some instances. I feel like for me, he's I wouldn't say he's reached anywhere near his peak, but he's definitely gotten more comfortable where I feel like last season it was just something so new and fresh and exciting. He's one of our own, yada yada yada. And now we're just kind of seeing he'd probably say six, seven out of ten performances, which I feel like some people based on last season are just thinking that's not good enough. Where do you kind of sit with all that? Cause for me, yeah, he wasn't excellent, but he was playing some safe balls and he was being tidy on the ball when needed. And he was actively looking to link up with Coutinho, which is what you want, but where'd you sit with him on Saturday in particular? Yeah. I think the thing with Ramsey is that if we're being frank about it, Ramsey overperformed last year, particularly in the second half of the season. Like I don't think, even now, I wouldn't expect Jacob. I can't remember how many goals he scored last year, but he scored about seven, didn't he? In, in Felt like it. <laughs> quite, a, quite a short space of time as well, I think. Like, you wouldn't expect that return from, like, even even this year with him being more established, I wouldn't expect that return. I think Jack Ramsey hopefully will score two or three times, something like that. But I, I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if he hit the same heights again. Um, I think what you, I think you pretty much nailed it, where like part of the reason he stood out so much for us as fans last year is because he was. It was new and exciting, and we, to be quite frank, we didn't, certainly in the first two or three months of the season, we would never have expected that from Jacob Ramsey last year, that kind of return. 
Um, it's been fine for me. Like, I don't think it's been poor or anything at all. I, like, again, if we're talking about having the squad and having the rotation, I would consider dropping like Dougie Louise in for him, maybe. Um, not necessarily as a permanent thing, but just to rotate. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you're right. Ramsey's got more comfortable. He's definitely very settled in our team, which is great to see for a, a, a kid and a, and a Villa kid. Um, but I don't think it would hurt to maybe give him 30 from the bench sometime soon rather than 60 or 70 from the start. Again, it's the luxury of having rotation, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the one thing and it's so early on. And I think a lot of us, and I I catch myself doing this all the time where I question why Dougie Louise isn't starting or A or B or C option really. But at the end of the day, it's two games in. You're going to see rotation. If we don't halfway through the season, I'd be massively concerned. A for the overall squad in terms of, Rotation being a healthy thing, competition, yada, yada, yada. What does that do to morale? What does that really say when you might say one thing and do another and players aren't playing? Or two, I guess, which is the obvious one. There's going to be clear burnout, um, which will be interesting. But nonetheless, I mean, the one player we should probably talk about, I know you touched on them briefly when we started kind of doing the intro and all that kind of stuff. That man, Bubakar Kamara. I mean, it's only a couple of games. And I know the likes of Erling Holland and um, Darwin Nunez have joined the Premier League this season. But I mean, I, I know defending isn't always sexy, but that man makes it look so simple. And I don't know, maybe it's the fact that we actually have a competent, I, I shouldn't say competent uh, defensive midfielder, but one that just makes it look so effortless and easy. It's just, it's a treat to watch, isn't it? Yeah, I think we're getting, a, we're, we're unsurprisingly getting a bit giddy with delight, I think, at having... A defensive, like you say, having like a defensive midfielder, midfield anchor who, I mean, he's the real deal based on what we've seen so far. Like, I, I know that, don't want to say only because obviously we lost to Bournemouth or whatever, but like, but I'm excited to see Kamara play against like teams like Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, mm-hmm. like, because I think he can go toe to toe in that midfield, which like, let's face it, I know Arsenal, we've had some good results, you know, good results in, in the last few years or whatever, but like, we, Quite just pure on paper quality wise, I don't we haven't been able to compete with those teams really. I don't think, particularly in the midfield area. Um, I'm excited to see us, I'm excited to see those games this year. And a big reason for that is Kamara, like he's just seems like he can kind of do it all really. And the tenacity, like the way he breaks up play, and then immediately it's the fact that he breaks up play and he immediately has a forward pass on, which is the kind of thing that like. For example, Nakamba can do half of that job, but Nakamba would often win the ball. And then if there wasn't somebody to if there wasn't somebody to knock it on five yards to, you could almost see, I think, Nakamba. Yeah. I love him, but you could almost see him like, <laughs> okay, I've done my job. What's next? Like, who can I give the ball to to do their job? Whereas like Kamara, I feel like, you know, he tracks back and wins the ball. And then he can either spray like a 40-yard diagonal ball out wide, or he can carry the ball for like 15, 20 yards and then play a play a sort of incisive forward pass like it's exactly what we've been missing um I could skip ahead for you if you want you're going to come around and ask me for my man of the match again don't bother because <laughs> two weeks in a row I think that is um yeah it's just it, it's it's such a breath of fresh air for us to have a player like that um yeah I just like I've, I can't remember the last time I've enjoyed watching a like a defensive midfielder play for Villa so much 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play the like, see them play the likes of Liverpool. And I would love, I mean, this is maybe like more of a tactics kind of nerdy thing, but him in a defensive mid two with someone like Dougie beside him who can also move the ball or even with Marv, if you want to go really defensive, because, you know, Kamara has that little bit of offensive prowess that yeah, would really true. help shut down his side. And you could leave even like Bundia or Coutinho a little further up without really having to worry about too much defensive cover. So, I mean, there's just options in the squad now and it's nice to see that coming off. I know it's only a two one win against Everton, Everton, haven't won a game yet it's only two games in so maybe they'll turn things around but again I predicted at the start of the season I think they're still in a decent amount of trouble but we'll have to wait and see maybe we we come around and we're more in trouble than they are next time we play we'll have to wait and see again but nonetheless I was going to ask you Tom for your man of the match you've already given (laughs) me that Um, if I haven't made this clear or it's kind of obvious we're just running through things quicker we're a little tight for time we still wanted to get an episode out um so nonetheless i will say my man of the match i gave it to someone a little bit different maybe it's easy to cop out this way because the man got two assists but for me it has to be ollie Watkins. not to start against bournemouth i thought was kind of odd to come in that hold up play to really kind of get things going and I do have to give credit to Danny Ings as well. I know you brought up Watkins pressing, but there's a few times where they would back pass it to Pickford. And I felt like he really cut those lanes off, but regardless to that, to go back to, to Watkins, I just thought, you know what, for someone who can, maybe it's that kind of bit of adversary adversity, I should say, maybe it's just normal squad rotation, trying things out on, on day one, but I thought he just slotted in there seamlessly. And would I have liked for him to score on that tight angle against Pickford? Yes. But nonetheless, I feel like that's, again, something that we're going to see a little bit more. He needs a few more opportunities. But to be honest, if he'd send them up, I really don't care as long as we're scoring goals. Well, that's the thing. Like, he's not, I don't think Watkins is ever, like, I love Ollie Watkins. Work rate and everything. Talked about working the channels already. The assists were, the assists were really great. I think we saw a really good side of him and Ings together. On Saturday, that pre- like the dual press, uh, yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think that was I think that was really nice to see. Um, he's never going to be the most clinical striker, I don't think. Really, like we saw exactly why with that late chance, where like, if I'm being real, like his first touch was horrible in that in that situation. Took him took himself way too wide on on his weaker foot and everything. But like, like you say, as long as we're scoring goals and winning games, and if Oli is involved in scoring those goals. Then who are we to complain? And like w- exactly. one thing, I one thing I really liked is after setting up the goals, because um, there was a lot of talk last year. I thought unfairly a lot of the time where people were saying he'd play a part in a in a goal, like either set it up directly or 
play a part earlier in the build-up and we'd score and fans were saying you wouldn't you didn't really see much of a celebration out of Watkins who was maybe there was some some analysis of his body language maybe he's like hanging his head a little bit but and I, I, I sort of I didn't really buy into that too much at the time but what I will say is that on Saturday I thought I think his body language looked excellent considering like you said that he was left out on opening day I thought his body language looked great clearly happy to be creating to be playing a role in in, in a win um all power to him and let's let's just you know let's see more of it yeah 100 percent. i mean it's interesting with the kind of uh with the i guess the uh the policing of emotional body movements and all that kind of stuff you could say in a more proper way i don't know if that comes off as something completely else but anyways regardless of that i mean i can think of the win against brighton last season after stevie g came in and all that kind of stuff with dean smith at the at the very end of his tenure i mean there was pure emotion in him scoring that goal so i don't really buy that i mean i feel like some people think players just have to lose their heads and do 10 backflips and or you know they're not committed to the cause or something like that i don't know there's no pleasing some people i just think it boils down to like if you're a striker and you're not you're going on a run where you're not really scoring goals or something and you're not at least a bit pissed off, then there's probably something wrong with you. Like strikers want to score goals. They want to be like the main guys or whatever. Um, and that's anything to worry about, right? Yeah. Like as, as, as long as it's, as long as they're generally happy and it's not affecting their play, which I don't think it does with, with Watkins really. Um, yeah. So it will, it will be interesting to see if we do revert to, bit more width and one up top at palace it will be interesting to see now who he goes with um, yeah i mean at least we know we can do both too i, I mean i shouldn't say we can do both because we saw what happened against bournemouth but we'll have to wait and see that's <laughs> true but nonetheless um you know what we'll, we'll briefly talk about i mean it was breaking news on monday when we're recording this everyone will hear this on the tuesday of course and like i said at the start diego carlos is out for six to nine months unfortunate i mean it just feels like like i said at the start we can't have nice things and i mean it just looked like it was the start of something special with him and tyro mings at the back specifically with diego carlos i believe he was actually playing on the right on saturday as well so a little bit of a position but nonetheless they looked very good kept things tidy and really i didn't see too many things get by them that i was overly concerned about um, especially i mean when you have emmy martinez in goal as well but Regardless of that, Tom, I mean, I'm never going to ask you what player we should sign. I, I mean, I'll leave that for Neil for for the Love of Paul McGraw podcast to do that because Neil will scout uh, the next Messi probably 30 years before it happens. I'm, I'm sure it'll happen one day. But I guess in terms of replacement, do you think one's needed? Do you think we need to just kind of roll with what we have and see what we can do there? I guess all of last season or, you know, what is there? Is there even a third option in there somewhere? I think, I mean, first of all, it's like, it is just such a shame, isn't it? Because I agree with you. Like, he's looked so good to start with. And I thought we really, with Carlos and Mings, if we could have gone forward with them as a pairing this season, I think we could have been on something really good there. Because I, yeah. I think they're both, I think they're both real leaders, real body on the line kind of defenders, but also Carlos got a bit of ball playing ability and some real, like, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of Tyrone Ming, so I just think it's obvious. But like Carlos does bring an extra dimension of like top level experience, I guess, and sort of been there, done that um, kind of defending, which I think is a great thing to have. It's a real shame. I just like it's giving me. Um, I'm probably not the only Villa fan to say this, but it's giving me Luke Nealis vibes. 
where he came in and he scored that great goal against Chelsea and everyone was like, man, we've signed a striker here. And then, bam, broken leg. Um, let's really hope that it doesn't turn out the same way. But I mean, if if we're being real about it, Diego Carlos is what, like 20, is he about 29? 29, 30, yeah. That's um, the tricky if, thing though. Like, sorry to cut you off, is like you paid what, 29 million or whatever it was for... Um, a center back, you know, you're not going to get your money back on. Now you don't know how he's going to kind of come back. I mean, we, we've seen, obviously, we, we never really truly knew what we have with Wesley, to be honest. Let's be real. But, I mean, you see how much it can impact somebody because yeah. he didn't even look like he could run the same. So, I mean, there's so many things you could throw out there, isn't there? Yeah. The, I mean, the one thing I maybe, like, it does worry me. His age, like, 29 is not old for, like, a top-level defender, but it it's surely harder to recover from like an Achilles injury at 29 than it is at 23 or whatever. Um, the one thing I will say is maybe like talking about the Wesley comparison, like I wonder if playing as a center back whose game doesn't rely on pace too much or anything anyway, maybe lends itself better to continuing to play at a high level mm-hmm. after a Achilles injury. But I don't know. That's speculating on it. I just, I'm just like, it's just a shame. It's a real shame. I do think moving forward, flip palace or whatever, unless we do, unless we drop some kind of, you know, drop a Perslow bomb um, in the next week or so. Um, I do think I'd be happy with concert or, Chambers. I mean, I'd pick Chambers now. Unless we sign somebody else, I'd be picking Chambers next to Mings. Nothing against Conser. I think Mings and Chambers, every time they've played together, have looked excellent as a pairing. Callum Chambers not really put a foot wrong. Put many feet right as well, even in attack. Um, So that side of it doesn't worry me. It's not like Carlos is out and we've got nobody to step in. Just then you get into the depth concern. Like I always felt like last year we weren't, we weren't, I mean, it was obvious when it? it was, there was a reason that centre back was identified as a priority. And part of that was wanting to upgrade the first, the first team as well, but also like depth. Cause you know, constantly getting injured towards the end of the season, you're left with Mings, Chambers, Courtney Hawes. I don't think, um, I still think I've seen a lot of people saying we can't afford to loan out Courtney Hawes or anything now. Can understand that argument. I'd still be very surprised if Courtney Horse's future this season is at Villa. Yeah. Might only I think he'd probably only go out on loan or whatever, but I think both I think player, club management, I think everybody's kind of set on that being the way forward with Courtney Horse this year. Because he's not going to get I mean, you to be quite frank, you'd hope he doesn't get very much game time. No offense to him. I like I like him. I think he's proven a very useful deputy. But like if you're getting down to Courtney Horse, that means that not only is Carlos unavailable, but probably Chambers, you know, two out of Ming's Chambers and Conser aren't available, which is not a situation we want to be in. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see us sign somebody. I do think, I don't think we'll go spend, I don't, I'd be surprised if we spent like 25, 30 million on another centre-back, having just done that. I know we just talked about concern over how Carlos will recover, but I just, I, that that's kind of then a question for next summer, I think. Um, what I wouldn't be surprised to see is, We've spent a lot of time, not just us, but Villa fans in, in general, talking about how savvy the, Car- the Callum Chambers signing was in January, two million or whatever it was. It's time for to prove it. And it's really? yeah, well, it is, isn't it? But two million for like a two million for a defender who'd got top level Premier League experience, European experience. Which face it, as much as we might not to like like to admit it, a lot of our team doesn't have. European experience, let alone top level European experience. That was an incredibly savvy signing, taking advantage of 
Arsenal, who weren't doesn't didn't look like they were going to renew his contract, and so they'd rather take a fast buck than have him not playing for six months. I wouldn't be surprised to see us make some kind of move like that. Obviously, the comparison's not entirely the same because minimum anybody could have left and their deal would be like would be one year. But I think we might sign a decent caliber of defender on loan, maybe, maybe from like a Premier League, a, a decent Premier League team who Perslow Gerrard have got good connections with. I'm not just talking Liverpool because they've been, you know, they've very respected people in the game. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull off another pretty savvy move to bring in somebody with top level experience on a short term deal. Um, or you never know, like there might, there might, an opportunity might present itself. It's a bit late in the window. Like, so without overpaying, it might be tough, but you never know. An opportunity might might present itself where you think, well, even if Carlos does make a full recovery and recovers to the same level that he was at pre-injury, like if there's an opportunity to get a 26, 27-year-old centre-back for a reasonable fee who can then be part of the rotation next year, why not? So I'd be surprised for us not to sign. I'd be surprised if we didn't sign somebody. Like like you said, I've got no got no idea who it might be. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't want to offer a guess. Um, but I just think continuing on, I don't think plans will change around Courtney Hawes. I think he will still probably be loaned out because I uh, like I think that that was the solution that had been hit upon. So I think you just left a bit light, aren't you? There's talk about Josh somebody like Josh Feeney stepping up as a fourth centre back, but you'd be hoping like he's looked good as you know for, he's looked good as a good talent, but you'd be hoping that he never has to play really. Like if yeah. you're honest. Um, so yeah, I think, I think what I do think might happen is that we might, if, if we sign a center back now, I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of the end of our business. I know there was talk about signing another midfielder, um, even for like Edens and Sawiris with all their money, they're not, not going to be looking at it as like resources and money is endless. Um, yeah, again, I think it's going to, it's going to depend on the deals, you know, the deals that are out there and the value that's out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all about not being desperate too. And I, I think that's the thing. Like, I do agree. I think Courtney Haas is going to be off, but whether it's this week or now the very end of the window until mm-hmm. they have enough time, I think that's going to be the difference. That might be delayed, but regardless, I agree. I think he'll be off on loan. I think it's been rumored that Watford and I think was it West Brom or someone also wants him too. So, I mean, I think he needs game time too. At, at what point do you just, want to play and I think he deserves like yeah too. he deserves game time as well I yeah. think because like every, when he steps in he's looked good you know like um he deserves game time somewhere yeah and I mean in regards to Diego Carlos and a replacement I mean if Haas and when he does go out then you probably know that someone is lined up to come in imminently whether that's Chambers stepping in or Kanza coming straight in which I think it should be Chambers and I think Kanza still needs a little bit more time to kind of get that motion back in because I mean I'm shocked he's still even playing right now, given the injury last season. But the one thing I did want to say quickly, if it is someone coming in, I wouldn't be shocked if it's either a a free agent, um, a loan or a very short term one year deal um, with somebody. I mean, I just can't see us, like you said, signing one the same level or better than Diego Carlos, unless something just comes in that you can't really ignore. Um, I mean, what does that really say to the rest of your center back core and depth to say, okay, well, we still don't believe in you. We're going to bring in someone that's even better. So I think it's going to be something to work in that rotation too. And really we all talk about this depth. So, I mean, what greater time to use it than now when then we really need it. But uh, 
Anyways, Tom, I know we are short for time, so we will wrap things up there. Thank you very much for joining me. Of course, if you want to find Tom on Twitter, it's at TD Nightingale on there. You can find me on Twitter at Talk Aston Villa. Tweet the team at 7500 to hold. You can email us as well, holtcast at gmail.com. Regardless of that, we should have a uh, Crystal Palace opposition preview pod out uh, Thursday or Friday early in the morning. So keep an eye out for that. But anyways, we'll leave things at that. And don't forget uh, the villa. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.